everybody welcome to top five movies this is john burke with me this week is michael sanchez hello and Corey star hello hello and this week's episode of top five movies is going to be a little bit different um we are going to be doing a summer movie draft uh we're going to be picking five because we're top five movies we're going to be picking five movies that are going to be coming out in the summer months and we are calling that may 1st um to the end of august and we're going to be building basically a fantasy team of movies coming out. Um, how we will earn points is every movie is going to have a box office. And so we're going to take that box office. We're going worldwide, so not domestic and not just international, but combined. And the Metacritic score from Metacritic.com and or from IMDb. And uh, we're going to turn the Metacritic score into a percent. So if a movie is rated at Metacritic score of 69 then we will make that a percentage of 69 and multiply it by however much money it's made. Um, and then basically we're going to drop the six zeros. So instead of if it's a $100 million movie and it has 100 on Metacritic, then we will get 100 points. And so there's no maximum of points because if a movie happens to break records, it might hit $2 billion. I doubt it. None of the movie slate really looks like it's poised to make that kind of a, a box office um, to top Star Wars or hopefully not Fate of the Furious. But... Um, that's what we're going to be doing. So our episode this week is different because usually we already have a top five list. Here instead, we have a list of movies fr- that are coming out this summer and kind of our idea of where we think they're going to perform, and we'll be picking them. Now, we've already done a random uh, selection, and Mike has won the uh, the toss, so to speak, and he'll be, getting, he'll be picking first momentarily. Um, Corey will be picking second every turn, and I will be third. Um, in round one, and then uh, we're going to be going serpentine style. So in round two, I will go first, then Corey, then Mike, and then round three, Mike will go first, and then Corey, then me, and then round four, and so on and so forth. Um, five rounds, and then we're going to be throwing a curveball with uh, the the final picks. We're going to be picking a movie that's not on our uh, fi- on our teams that wasn't picked by anybody else. That is our wild card, and if the the wild card movie, whichever one performs the best that person will get an additional amount of points that I haven't decided yet because I don't know exactly how many points we're doing with, but I want the wild card to be a game changer. So we'll be posting that later, but all of this is going to be posted um, in a separate section on our website at burkreviews.com where you can keep up with what, what we picked, and uh, there's going to be a spreadsheet there that you can view that will show our points. That I will update weekly um, on Monday starting this coming Monday because our first summer movie comes out Friday, Guardians of the Galaxy. And um, at the end of August, we will stop collecting the box office totals. Hopefully, the movies will all be out of the box office at that point. Um, So we'll have final numbers, but we'll pull the box office numbers at the end of August. And the winner gets to pick on the other two. Do you guys know what we're doing? Whoever wins, what you get to do? Mm, I thought choose a movie club movie. You get to choose a movie club movie that the other two participants have to watch. um, And we will do an episode (laughs) on it. And it can be any movie. It has to be a movie. And it can't be a TV movie. It has to be an official movie that has played in at least a theater somewhere, um, or at least went straight to DVD, not a TV, not made for TV movie. In theory, could have been in a theater somewhere, even if it wasn't. Um, now, to make it fair, the winner does not have to rewatch the movie unless they choose to, but they do need to be a part of the movie club episode so they can either torment or kind of lead the discussion about the awful movie. Now, it doesn't have to be a bad movie. It could just be a movie that you really want them to watch, like. 
I've been debating, like, do I look for an awful movie to make you guys watch, or do I look for something that I really Tell love me. that you've never seen? <laughs> well, I mean, it can be fun either way. Um, you know, I, I initially started listing all those Zoe Deschanel movies. Um, to make oh my watch. God, I'm never gonna live this down. <laughs> It'll oh, be no. fine. Um, hey, I have a question. So we don't have to come up with that movie until we have to have the answer when we figure out who the winner is? Yes. Yeah. You have months to plan this. Um, okay, and then we'll schedule the official recording, obviously, around everyone's schedule um, so that, you know, it's not going to be an inconvenience for anybody. Um, but, yeah. So we're, we're tying both podcasts together with this uh, challenge, which I like. Um, and the big plan is in the future, we want to add a couple of people to the draft to make it a little bit bigger. I'm thinking five because, again, top five. Um, having five people do the draft next year, and then the picks will really matter more. Because, like, I think all three of us are going to have a good chance with just three of us. But if we had two more people, some of our last picks would be kind of weak. And so um, I would like to have more people just for that reason. But it's, I think this is a good starting point. It's something new. Um, if it doesn't go well, who knows? The point system might change later. Uh, not this time. This is how the points are going to be done. But next year, maybe I'll have a better system for the points. Um, but I feel like we're wanting the films to be picked both for their potential box office and you have to weigh the critic score because, again, if a Metacritic score is only 10, like let's say they get a 12 on Metacritic, you're only getting 12% of whatever money they earn in points, and that's not so good. you know. So you have to really kind of weigh the odds, and, of course, none of us know what's going to happen. Um, we're using indications and our own kind of past and we will be justifying our picks um to kind of also introduce the movie so we'll be talking about what who's in the film and what the film's about so if you haven't been keeping up with what's coming out this summer this is an episode for you too um even if you're not interested in fantasy sports uh like fantasy movie picking um you'll have an opportunity to find out what movies are coming out and you know know what we're thinking is going to be good because if we're picking it we think it's at least going to make money and should again have a at least a decent metacritic score to keep the points you know going but that is the plan for this evening um we'll be back to our normal format next week uh where we pick our list ahead of time and we build a list based on a topic but this was a fun way of introducing the summer movies for 2017 and uh, getting a little competitive because i gotta tell you guys i don't know how you feel but i i like competition sometimes sometimes <laughs> Says the guy who plays Destiny all the time. Come on, you gotta like competition a little bit. I actually haven't touched it in like I don't know, almost a month. So. Oh wow, yeah, my Xbox has been off for I think about the same actually, um, and I really want to play. I have several games that I want to hop on and play, but I am just so swamped. In April, April was a busy month for me. Um, before we pick, I, I will mention uh, the Florida Film Festival ended on Sunday, um, April thirtieth, and I saw. Uh, a total of 15 film festival films. Um, the first weekend I saw six, and that, that leaves that I saw, what is it? Math is hard. Um, uh, nine. I saw nine movies this past weekend um, at the festival. I actually did see uh, ten movies this past weekend, but one of them was The Circle, um, which is not a film festival film. But <laughs> frankly, I needed a break from all the film festival films, um, although several were great. And I want to real quick just uh, talk about my three favorite. I mentioned, I think, last week, Patty Cakes. Um, which I'm comparing 8 Mile meets Sing Street, and that is set to come out in June, I think, um, at a somewhat wide release. Here. What is it, Corey? Oh, I hope that gets released here. I saw it I on hope the so, list. too. It's it's great. I really loved it. Um, I That's one I'm going to be buying as soon as it goes on VOD. Um, then I saw uh, Dimitri Martin's uh, written, directed, and starring film called Dean um, yesterday, which I loved. Um, it has a, It's only has four reviews right now on Metacritic, and it's sitting at a 50 
Um, one guy really hated it, and then two guys were like like seventy five, and then one fifty. So he's sitting at like a fifty two with it, and that's disappointing because I think it's pretty great. Um, the audience at the festival loved it, and I also had my weirdest encounter uh, with a, a stranger in, during that movie. Which, um, well, Mike, you're no stranger to this, but uh, sh- I have a student, um, Big Tuna. He writes for the website sometimes. He's he's a he's a loud laugher. You know, he laughs quite loud when he laughs, um, and then. Corey and, and my our mutual friend Brendan, he he laughs fairly loud too, um, and I have no no problem with that. But uh, you know they're they're both when they think something is funny, people will know. And Mike's kind of the same way, um, and not in a negative way, but you know you're not afraid to laugh and let people know that you think something is funny. Well, you guys are close friends of mine, so I have you know it's not surprising to me when you laugh. And um, the guy next to me was also a loud laugher, but. Oh. Um, <laughs> Apparently we became friends, and oh, I didn't know. So you got you. the matching tattoos? Or... We, uh, we're working on that. Um, so not... oh you got gosh. the tattoos, he... or he had his hand in your well. Here's lap, the or... weird, the weirdest part to me is his wife was with him, so he wasn't alone. But he kept looking to me, um, for confirmation. For yes, and it did make yeah. me laugh more because he would laugh, look towards me, so I felt obligated to laugh too. Um, so I would laugh louder than I usually do at a movie. Like I was laughing fairly loud. Um, and I try not to in a theater, especially like in a festival scenario, cause there's a lot of people that particular movie did really well yesterday. Um, but at some point it be, it was past just laughing and he started like elbow nudging me like, Hey, that scene was great. And he did say something at some point that was like, well, this is something or something like that. Right. And I was just like, this, this is happening. And I like the movie so much that I actually was okay with it. And that is really outside of my comfort zone. That but, is not you. Um, I'm uncomfortable listening to you talk about it. Yeah. And I, I am a person, I like people to be respectful in a film. And again, I, and he was he was laughing and he wasn't having conversations of, of anything outside of the film. And I think that's what I liked about it was I want people to enjoy film. I want people to watch a movie and have a good time without, like, again, he wasn't ruining my time. It wasn't like he was laughing so loud I couldn't hear the movie. He wasn't laughing at inappropriate times. Like, he was, everything was completely cordial. It was weird for me because I'm not usually comfortable talking or interacting with strangers on that way. I don't even usually like sitting next to people I don't know, but there was no choice because, again, it was sold out. Um, But because he was having so much fun, I just kind of went with it. And I, I, you know, that's to me, that's what I see with Dean. I don't know why the one guy really hated on it, but I get a feeling he hates all like Zach Braff movies. It's definitely got a Zach Braff kind of vibe. You know, it's a uh, 30 something coming of age story. So like Garden State, maybe uh, the review, I think he even compared it to like 500 Days of Summer. And yeah, that's definitely there. But I like those movies. So it worked for me. I don't know what the guy's issue was. Um, Also, I don't think he liked Dimitri Martin's comedy style. Um, I am a big fan of, well, I liked his stand-up. His show on on Comedy Central was okay, but I really liked the movie a lot. Just in case you're wondering, um, Kevin Kline plays his father. Mary Steenberger um, plays a real estate agent that works with the father. Uh, uh, Jillian Jacobs from Community, uh, Bria on Community, and she was in last year's um, Don't Think Twice, the Mike Birbiglia film, which is on Netflix now, by the way. And if you have not seen Don't Think Twice, I highly recommend everybody check that out. Um, I'm a big Mike Birbiglia fan. Um, it has Ke- uh, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Jillian Jacobs, and, um, oh, I'm going to forget her name. She's part of Garfunkel and Oates, and Kate Micucci um, are all leads in it, as well as Mike Birbiglia, who directs the film, but on Netflix now. But Dean, check that out. And last thing, last one, I promise, and we'll get into the draft. 
um, was a documentary I saw yesterday called Step. It's about a uh, inner city school in Baltimore um, that was started in 2009. Was their first cl- uh, sixth grade class in a sixth through uh, high school, and they exist. It's an all girl school, and their goal is to have 100% college acceptance from their graduates. Oh wow! And so last year was their first graduating class, 2016, and uh, the documentary covers their whole senior year, but particularly a group of t- uh, the Step team members. So it it does have a focus on step, but it also focuses on three of the girls on the team, and they're very different. One is very academically inclined, um, and ready, like she's going to be valedictorian. One is in the middle, where she's academically inclined, but mainly because her mom makes her be, and then one definitely struggles with school, and her parents don't really enforce her being academically strong. But now she's a senior, and she's trying to get through. It's um, it featured one of the coolest moments I've ever encountered in an audience. One of the girls. Was it with that, that laughing guy. It wasn't with the laughing guy this time, but no. it was better than that. Um, there's you. The the filmmakers do such a good job of making you care about the three girls that one of them gets big news, and the whole audience had the happy mother reaction, where it was like, "Oh, baby!" and like clapping, and that's me al- among like another thirty or forty people all doing the same exact like we all were her mother, and it was like when it happened, I was like, I did it, and I was like. Okay, that was weird because all of us just did like the same thing, but we were all so proud of her. And it's it just so much credit to the filmmaker for making a really compelling documentary about, you know, it's it's relatively small. These are three girls who are at a special school that is designated to help them get into college. Um, like that's what the whole the school exists for this to make sure these this demographic of young African-American females who are often, you know, they're the, the the left out demographic. They are the lowest of the totem pole when it comes to a lot of things. And they're making sure they're not left out and that they understand, like, that they can succeed and they can be successful um, and move on to college, even if their families are tough, even if their home life is tough, that they can go past that. And and then you put in STEP. I am a big fan of STEP. Um, our, our school started a STEP team, like, five years ago. And it's my favorite thing that we have, like when it comes to like the bands and things like that. Um, my favorite thing by far is watching the step team perform because there's so much enthusiasm, and it's it's kind of like acapella, you know, because they're making music with their bodies, they're stomping, they're clapping, um, and yet they're dancing. And it's it's I don't know, I've always found it really compelling. And so those elements of the film were fantastic. That movie comes out in August at a somewhat wide release for a documentary. It'll be you know still won't be in all markets, but it'll be in more markets than a lot of other docs. So if you get a chance to see Step, highly recommend it. Um, one of my favorite documentaries, I think, ever. Possibly my second favorite movie of the whole festival. So, Wow. That's close to me. That sounds very good. Yep. And so with that, that ends the Florida Film Festival coverage. I have several reviews going to be posted this week um, of everything I saw. For the most part, everything I saw was great. There was only a few movies that I really despised. Uh, the Strange Ones and Archer. I, I didn't hate Archer, but I didn't love Archer. Um, but the Strange Ones, I... I think at this point I loathe. Um, so I might make you guys watch that if I win. So get ready. Um, so here we go, guys. We're going to be talking about the uh, top five summer movie draft for the rest of the podcast. Uh, this is the first episode. I think we do not need a spoiler warning because we have not seen these movies. Um, we, If we happen to be right, it's a lucky guess, nothing else. Um, and so we're going to be starting with round one of the um, fantasy draft. And Mike has gotten to pick first. So... Mike, with your first pick of the first ever top five movies summer movie draft, what so movie exciting. do you choose? I'm going with, I think, the the shoe-in that I feel is going to do 
Well, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Not a surprise. This week. I mean, I feel like that's the easiest pick to go with uh, as far as, I mean, I'm seeing all these other sequels and all these other, there's only a few that are pretty, you know, that are wholly original. Um, So that's, uh, I I, I get a feeling that we're going to be surprised. I know that so far the buzz has been positive. The original came out of nowhere. I mean, it was a little-known property, so it's interesting. It's... And it should be noted, the original was an August release, which is generally where they where uh, studios put movies that they're not sure about. Um, just to give a frame of reference, the new yep. both the two the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first remake, was released in August. Yeah. The uh, very awful Fantastic Four movie that you and I suffered through with our families um, came out in August. I think we saw that on my birthday, in fact. And um, so Guardians was not only out of left field for sure, it was in a spot where most people thought it was not going to do anything, and it did very, very well. So definitely a solid pick. Are you uh, looking forward to seeing Guardians? Yes, I am. I actually was just thinking um, because uh, we've got something, well, you know, that we've got this Friday, Saturday, something going on, something. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. Maybe I can try to swing the Thursday night if they have it to see. They will. Um, um t- uh, Taylor and I are going to the Point Orlando IMAX though at 7:15. Oh. Um it's Oh no, that's that's too far for me though. Yeah, I, I mean it's it is kind of for me, but I after driving to Orlando as much as I just did, I'm not sweating it too bad. But um it's I'm just thinking time cuz I yeah. I, I got to be up at 4. Yeah, you get up about an hour and a half earlier than I do, so I don't blame you, but I do function on like five hours of sleep on average, though. So, but Guardians. I just, two? yeah, that, that, I'm, I feel like that's an easy pick. And consider, uh, I wanted to go with another one first, but hopefully it won't get picked. Ooh, let's see. And um, so I'm going. I'm going with the, the easy one. And but Corey, I'm you... going with with Hingle McCringleberry. There you go. <laughs> oh, nice key key and Peele <laughs> reference. Um, Corey. Before you yes. give your pick, uh, are you excited about Guardians Volume 2? I'm actually super stoked about it. I just rewatched the first one to get ready. And I have um, my favorite theater is only like seven minutes from my house. Oh. And we have one IMAX um, screen. And it's not a big theater, guys. And, you know, but um, I'm pretty excited to see this one on IMAX. Yeah. So. I, the- I'm going to the the big IMAX in Orlando that I've never been to, but our friend Brendan swears by. Um, I already mm-hmm. got our ticket to because they have the reserved seating, so that makes me a little less stressed out. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Although we're not it, at the point we bought our tickets, it's still we're like on the left side of the theater, but you know I'm sure it'll still be great. Um, it, it does have me. I'm always a little nervous going to Orlando on like a Thursday night because you never know how crazy it's going to be, and then it's going to be packed in Orlando too. So. That stresses me out, but you know, I'm trying to stay positive and not not freak out too much about it. Um, Is this going to be Taylor's first IMAX movie? Not her first IMAX, but it'll be both of our first real IMAX. Um, we've only gone to uh, Cinepoli, and their IMAX theater is large, but it's not a full IMAX, from my understanding. Nice. That'll be fun, though. Yep, I hope so. But all right, Guardians Two comes out May fifth. Um, so if you haven't seen the trailers for it yet. Uh, they it is out. Uh, the movie comes out like the day of this official release of this podcast. So this will come out on May fourth. Um, so oh, and may the fourth be with you. Um, Corey, what is your number? Your number one pick, but pick two overall in round one. Mike and I are no longer friends. My number, <laughs> my first pick is actually I'm probably gonna knock you guys out of your seats. It's Pirates of the Caribbean twenty seven. Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> 27. Huh? Um, <laughs> hmm. I don't really. 
actually know what number this is, but I feel like it's too many. It is. Let's be real. Uh, it's number five. Um, but I act. It's five. Shoot. I felt like it was like six or seven or something. This has been going on for way too long. I think you guys know, and everyone in the whole world knows that I'm kind of tired of looking at Johnny Depp. Uh, I feel like he's to the point of being washed up now. But I saw the trailer for this, and it actually looked like it could be fun if I saw it in IMAX. Um, but of course. Johnny Depp is in it. Um, Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom are coming back. Is what I think is gonna. I've heard that. Um, I think they said. Mm-hmm. I think they said you see them in the new trailer, but I've not watched the new trailer. Um, I've avoided it. Active. I mean, I've actively avoided it. Oh my gosh, Paul McCartney is in it. Apparently, that, um, that's thanks. not good. That's wow. not good. But um, I feel like this one could probably do pretty well. Um, uh, probably uh, not uh, as well critically. Well, but, uh, but I guess if the box, um, I guys, I don't feel like we have that many great movies coming out this summer. It's not the best summer. I will agree. And, um, it's, like I always. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was. Uh, I've heard some people saying that the summer blockbuster is kind of fading away as a concept, um, and that because like if you look, Fate of the Furious is a summer movie, but it's out in April. Um, Logan was a summer movie, but it was out in March. Um, and last year, Deadpool was a summer movie that came out in February. February. So, um, and there was something that came out in fe- February this year. And so, yeah, a lot of the summer type movies, they're just coming out earlier. And so um, it'll either mean that there's a shift in when summer movies start. Um, but yeah, and even really, um, you know, it, it's uh, there's some stuff, though. I mean, it's not I don't think it's going to be. That's why I said none of them are going to break the, the records that we're used to seeing. I don't think I mean. Anytime Marvel's attached to something, there's a chance. But like, look, Captain America: Civil War last year, I think did five hundred fifty thousand, fifty million, not five hundred fifty thousand, five hundred fifty million, which is a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money, but it's nowhere near the record. You know, um, that Star Wars: Force Awakens set domestically, and that Avatar still holds internationally um, or worldwide. Um, but you know, and then like Finding Dory last year did pretty well in the summer, but still didn't do. Um, you know, it didn't break the six hundred million. Which again, a movie doesn't have to to be successful. Five hundred million is a lot of money, but you know, um, when I'm looking at the list, I don't see anything other than Guardians um, and the pick that I will do next that I think might hit the five hundred million mark. Um, so, um, Pirates uh, does have Javier Bardem, who is the villain in No Country for Old Men. He was the villain in Skyfall. Um, he's a tremendous actor. Uh, it do- his character in the trailer to me feels like it's a bit big. Um, but maybe because that's the Pirates movie. I don't know. It not super excited about it. It's Johnny Depp has not had what you know his return on investment has not been as good lately. No, it has not. And um, yeah, you know it's it's a it's a thing. And I'm not. Sh- and you know, he was and he was in Yoga Hosers and Tusk. Yep. And I've heard. I like Tusk. I've heard. I didn't. I didn't dislike Tusk. I I did very much dislike Yoga Hosers. Um, I've heard though that this Pirates movie is the first of a new trilogy and that there's two more Uh, planned to follow so that could be even worse depending on how they succeed in doing that I mean but I I do think um, there is a chance for the money Corey Uh, people were really down on Stranger Tides and that still made 126 million Um, so it's definitely uh, there's potential there and like you said returning of the Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley could bring people back to the theater for it so we'll have to wait and see all right, my number one pick uh, for round one is um, another Marvel film, but technically a Sony film, and that is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, 
I think Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Holland uh, were one of the best elements of the Civil War movie last year that did five hundred million, and um, I think the duo uh, has the chance to now steal the sh- not not steal the show but be the show. It's going to be focused on Tom Holland Spider Man, which everyone that I've talked to uh, loved in Civil War. The trailers look pretty great. Um, I think they're showing too much in the trailers, but I do think people are are excited. The one concern I have with this movie is there are still people who are down on the third third version of Spider-Man in the last 15 years as Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and now Tom Holland. Some people have Spider-Man fatigue, and that's where this pick is risky, is if those people don't come to the theater because they're just done with Spider-Man, well, then there goes my, my, my pick. But if the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to do what it does... Um, I think there's a lot of potential here to have a lot of money. Um, I think Guardians and or Spider-Man are the most pro- uh, poised to do big box office this summer. Um, and I'm hoping because Spider-Man is in July, uh, that we uh, July 7th to be exact. By the way, I didn't tell that, but Cars comes out on May 26th. Not Cars, sorry. I just went up the list real bad. Pirates of the Caribbean, which has the word car in it, comes out on May 26th. And that's what I was trying to say. I want to make sure that we're telling people when these movies are coming out, when you can see them. Um, And if you want one of us to win, you should go to the theater a whole lot (laughs) for our movies. So (laughs) I was going to say, are you promoting your own movie? (laughs) I I said uh, Guardians is out. Friday, the the Friday after this podcast comes out, it's the first movie. That's the one to go see. In fact, it's the only summer movie coming out this Friday. So, uh, yeah, if if you're gonna see just one movie, and you want Mike to win, Guardians is coming out this Friday. Um, but so yeah, Pirates is on May 26th, and Spider Man's on July 7th. Um, Tom Holland looks fantastic, Spider Man. We have Michael Keaton coming back to the superhero genre after playing Batman in 1989, and I think 91 is Batman Returns. Um, and then Birdman a few years ago, which was a making fun of the superhero genre, coming back to play what we know as the Vulture, uh, a Spider-Man villain that has not been on screen yet, which is at least that part's exciting. While, yes, we've seen variations of Spider-Man 1, we have actual high school-age Spider-Man, which is good because that's the age he's supposed to be. We have Michael Keaton playing the classic the villain, villain. Classic villain. And um, you have some other big-name actors. Donald Glover is supposed to be in Spider-Man in a, in a role. Woo! Uh, Zendaya, who was very popular on Disney Channel for a while. I think she was on some dance show. I don't know what it's called, but she's in the Spider-Man movie. Um, We're not in the demographic for it. And then Marissa Tomei, who is playing the youngest version of Aunt May we've ever seen. Um, So, you know, there's a lot to be excited for with Spider-Man Homecoming um, July 7th. And that's why I picked it. Any comments on Spider-Man, guys? I don't feel any spider fatigue. I Me either. I think this might be the one. The, this one might be the one. It's going to be different this time. Dude, I hope so. I, I really, really, really hope so. Um, if only they could do a I, Fantastic Four. Also, I am um, not interested in this movie, but then I saw everyone else who's going to be in it. Did you mention Logan Marshall Green? I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. He was in that movie you made me watch that I didn't like, where he was invited to his wife's dinner party. Oh, the invitation? She's she's angry about it. But he was also in another movie that I watched that I did enjoy. But he's in it. Um, Martin Starr is in it, who I'm a big fan of, way back from Freaks and Geeks. And then, of course, Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. Um, Martin Starr's a teacher, I think. No relation. What? Martin Starr's kind of a teacher. We should be BFFs, but we're not. Sorry. But um, I... I, but I am so tired of superhero movies. Oh, but. I am not. I I still love the genre despite the uh, despite my favorite superhero being you know Bast. Uh, I don't wanna, I don't know if that's a bad word. 
uh, turned into a poopy movie uh, last year with Batman vs Superman, and then showing back up in Suicide Squad. Although Batman was probably the coolest part of Suicide Squad, but um, you know, and I did like Batman, just the movie and how they used him. I don't like how Batman killed people, but um, you would you would let him laugh loudly at your theater? Yes, if he were sitting next to me, I would be okay with it. Um, so now round two is about to begin. So our round one picks, just to recap. Mike has Guardians Volume 2. Corey has Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales, um, which is number five of the Pirates movies. And I have Spider-Man Homecoming, the first of the Tom Holland Spider-Man films, first of at least three that I know Marvel has signed on to make um, with Sony. Now, round two, I get to go first. And with my first pick, or the first pick of round two, I am choosing Despicable Me 3, which you may not have seen coming. Um, but here's the thing. You guys uh, seemed a little confused about how, like what tonight was, which I feel bad about. I didn't realize that it was um, new territory for both of you. But I spent an hour yesterday um, looking up uh, the other movies and seeing how they did in the box office, looking up the other movies' uh, Metacritic scores, and then uh, making a hypothesis of how I think these movies will perform for every movie that I think is potentially going to do well. And Despicable Me 1, 2, and Minions have all done really, really well and had moderate critic scores. So I'm expecting Despicable Me 3 to be a, a pretty big success, um, especially for the younger markets, because there's not a whole lot of good animated movies coming out this summer. Um, so I've gone with Despicable Me 3 um, mainly for that. I actually think it looks awful, and I'm hoping nobody else thinks that. <laughs> but um, I'm also not a big Steve Carell fan, and uh, so... You know, people are. Um, Kristen Wiig is also in it. Steve Coogan. And I know Trey Parker from South Park is uh, voicing one of the villains. Um, and then you have some re- returning voices. Miranda Cosgrove is back. And Russell Brand, who I think was in one of the other ones or all of the other ones. Um, they're all showing up. And it's got the really lame twin brother plot that I think looks awful. But based on past performances and those darn minions that those little kids just love, I think it's going to end up having a pretty big success in the box office. Um, Despicable Me 3 comes out on June 30th, the week before Spider-Man Homecoming, and that is my number uh, one pick for round two. Hmm. So, uh, hmm. ha- have you guys seen the other movies? I think I remember Minions. I don't know that I, I remember any of the others. I unfortunately saw the first one, and I am a Steve Carell fan and wasn't a fan of that movie. There's funny moments um, when she gets the the uh, unicorn and she says, That's so funny! Um, I've never forgotten that line, and... The minions are, you know, they're things. They, 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 I, I think I'm with my daughter. She kind of does like um, what we do with uh, Pharrell songs. We do the countdown, you know, however many days without an incident. And, uh, <laughs> so, you know, we go as long as we can without listening to Pharrell and uh, watching any sort of minions. So there you go. Um, I don't love them. I don't hate them, um, but I'm not. I'm not planning on seeing this one, and my daughter has aged out of movies that are just um, animated. Like, because, you know, uh, every year there's some really high-quality animated films. Like, last year we had Kubo and the Two Strings, um, Finding Dory. Most Pixar films are pretty strong. Um, But then there's a a handful of really garbage animated films um, that I think hurt the genre of animated films. Um, Like, last year we had Norm of the North, which I think had a zero on Rotten Tomatoes for like the first two Whoa. months that it was out. Um, and it, it's, I don't even know that one. Yeah, it's a polar bear voiced by Rob Schneider as your main character, if that gives you any oh, indication. Oh, well, there's a problem right there. Um, but 
there's a series of animated films that are like that. Trolls was just above that that line where there was more to it than not. But like you know, you have your mediocre ones like uh, Secret Life of Pets, where it's it's fine. But then you have the really bad ones that hurt animated genre. Like th- this year, we had Rock Dog come out that did almost nothing in the theater. Um, there's a movie called Spark coming out that I think it might have already came out, but nobody saw it. Um, just these generic, really poorly made animated films. When you compare them to something like Pixar or Laika or um, even, I mean, DreamWorks, uh, they've had some flops, but they've also brought us some really great movies. We have the Shrek films and we have, not all of those are great. Um, the How to Train a Dragon are both really good. Um, and then you have Imagine or Imagination or Illumination, whatever the Despicable Me franchise is. They've done well, but still not the best quality. Um, so let's move into um, number two. Uh, the number two pick for round two is Corey's. What do you got, Corey? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm really bad at this. Um, okay. My number two is. I'm going with Dunkirk. All right. Dunkirk. Uh oh. That's a sigh. All right. So Dunkirk is the new Christopher Nolan film starring Tom Hardy, Cillian Murphy, and several other people whose names are not popping into my brain. Um, why do you pick this as your number two, Corey? Um, because I'm, I haven't watched all of his films. I tried to watch one, I think it was following, and I don't think I was in the right frame of mind to watch that one. But looking at his other films, they've, I, I did a little bit of research, but looking at, especially the Dark Knight trilogy, um, it did well financially and also, um, pretty well critically, I feel like. Yeah, his films have been relatively... Um, above mediocre critic reception and uh, several of his films have made a lot of money so not a bad pick at all um dunkirk you done messed up a aaron is a uh... war balake <laughs> july 21st that was like literally literally my number one pick oh well uh july 21st for dunkirk um and mike then you need to pick something different for round two your first uh this will be your second pick overall what is your movie? Well, I have to say I bumped Dunkirk down, and I thought, let me go with Guardians. I think um, that was a good pick. So, yeah, well, just I, I'm real kind of. I, I I was hoping no one would get it. I should have known. Should have known. Better to say it out loud. I mean, it's a good pick. I can't go against it. Uh, so I will go with one that is definitely a. We're we're going meta, uh, box office. That'll balance out the Metacritic, right? Because that's the goal. Will, yeah, we'll have to. Okay, so I'm going Baywatch. Ooh, Baywatch. Because it actually, I, I think I don't know. I think watching The Rock is kind of like a guilty pleasure. I, I remember when he was wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not a Zac Efron demographic target, <laughs> but the way the trailer's been done and usually. You, it it kind of goes against my, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood originality thing. But sometimes it's just you want to go and see, and yep. then it'll just turn off the brain. And this is one of those. Um, I'm not gonna say uh, say that I've paid box office. Uh, I'm trying to think. We rented Central Intelligence. Uh, we're probably. Uh, I think we were watching Furious Seven on cable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't, so we'll see. I, I, I figured my wife would go. She's a rock fan. I can't mm-hmm. imagine why. Um, uh, well, I know why. Um, so, yeah. Well, and it also has Alex- Alexandra uh, Dario. I think is how you say her name. I'm not good with it. But... No, she's okay. Yeah, yeah she's, she's okay. in some. She's, uh, she's in True Detective, which was really great. Um, yeah. Yeah, she was. Comes out uh, May 25th. Um, and I, I do think, Mike, um, of all the comedies coming out this summer, that I think this one's poised to do the best. 
Um, I think this one has the most potential box office out of the other comedies coming out this summer. Um, as of now, and I don't mean like, I guess technically Guardians is a comedy, but there's a sci-fi comedy. You know what I'm saying? It's straight, true comedy. That's what they're relying on. I think Baywatch is your best bet. Um, especially if you look at the success of 21 and 22 Jump Street. But if you look at earlier this year's Chips, not a good sign. So, you know, but The Rock is a bigger draw than Michael Pena or... Um, Zach, uh, uh, Dax uh, Shepard. Yeah, yep. so I, I agree. So that. I mean, no offense to those guys. I, I think that's that's what it is. I think well, uh, people love their wrestlers turned actors. Yeah, especially The Rock. Uh, he has had an, a, not an illustrious career, but he's had a very successful box office career. Um, especially when you tie when you add up all the Fast and Furious films that he, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he gets people in the seats. So uh, he'll be he'll be what gets people to to, to Jumanji. With that, oh yeah, that comes out later this year with Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Um, that ends round two. Mike, you get to start round three, um, so you get to go right into another pick. What are you going to choose? Hmm, uh, I'm going with one again that I'm going to uh, people I feel maybe fatigued with, and I'm ho- going and hopeful. I'm really hoping for the best for Alien Covenant. All right. Alien Covenant. Um, I mean, I remember very distinctly not being allowed to see the original Alien, and I'm one of the few, and I think they even mentioned it, at, I think it was Nerd Approved, Nerd Approved, Nerd Appropriate, Yep. Uh, that they're like, oh, nobody likes Prometheus. I'm like, what? I, I, I love Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't say I loved it, but I felt badly being the only one in the theater watching it. I think I might have taken an afternoon, took a half day, or I had the days. Or got out, you know, as soon as we got out of school or whatnot, and just went. I can't remember when it was released, but I'm yeah. hoping for the best for this one. Well, you've got some big stars. Billy Crudup, um, who I got to sit next to the other day at the theater, um, isn't it? I you love got, that you, you took the picture. <laughs> yeah. You got to laugh loudly next time. You should have been um, like, hey, this is, hey, how about this? Michael Fassbender, obviously Danny McBride, um, Catherine Watterson. Um, and then a bunch of other people who I don't recognize, but no offense to them. <laughs> um, and it is directed by Ridley Scott, which could make it bad, but it might make people come see it because film fans will be like, oh, well, Alien, so it's back to that director, so it's got to be great again. Not necessarily true. Um, let's not forget, I think Aliens is more beloved, and that is a James Cameron-directed film. Um, Prometheus, though, uh, had a moderate uh, Metacritic score. I think it was in the 50s. So despite hearing more people say it was bad, it wasn't completely hated um, as much as it sounds like it by looking at the Metacritic score. So you, I think you've got a pretty solid chance with that one. I hope so. And I'm pretty sure you I'll, took one of Corey's picks because I, I, she's a big you, fan. You did, and obviously I'm going to be supporting your pick because I'm going to see it at least once. Yep. Yeah, me. I will I will probably see all of the movies we've said so far. Um, with watch, early, watch early, watch often. Yeah. Um, I might even see Despicable Me, Despicable Me 3 just to review it, but... Corey, uh, we're at number two, so what do you got for round three? Okay, guys, this one I think you guys might not see coming either, but I'm going to go with War for the Planet of the Apes. Nice. Hmm. I am a fan of this franchise, by the way. It, it's okay. It's I mean, I, I like the classic one. It's it's Mark Wahlberg free. Mm. Yep. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Judy Greer is in this one. Um, she might be a like voice, though. One. Oh, word. What's that? Uh, Judy Greer, she might be doing one of the the, the apes. Um, Woody Harrelson is the oh. villain though for the new one, and um, so he's gonna Woody Harrelson it up. And Steve Zahn. Why I think this is a really oh. good pick, Corey. Um, which by the way, I don't know if we said uh, Mike's release date, Alien Covenant, is May nineteenth, so a couple weeks away. 
might be in all the May movies actually. Um, and then, then, then uh, and then um, I gotta get my horses out of the gate. War of the Planet of the Apes <laughs> is uh, July fourteenth. Um, so July fourteenth for War of the Planet of the Apes. And I'll tell you, Corey, um, the first movie did well and was critically like in the sixties. The second movie, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, did better financially and better critic rating. Um, so if the trend continues, you've got a good good pick here. Yay! Does that want to win? So it did better. It did better. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes did more money and had a think, seventy-two uh, critic rating. Um, Dang! I say you get rid of James Franco and you win. So um, boom, burn on Franco. Well, you have Andy Serkis uh, doing Caesar, and he is the best motion cap actor in existence um and the amount of emotion he portrays in caesar in the first movie when caesar screams no i got chills um i i love the first film a lot even with james franco um i really like the second one i have not rewatched it um but i still enjoyed it in the theater and i did buy it um when it came out um so i'm, I'm looking forward to the third one and hopefully uh it, it escalates because that's the the one downside i feel like the movie has played it too careful like not enough um momentum forward like it doesn't feel like enough has happened for two films to really justify two films especially fairly long films um so hopefully this new one will will push it to the next step where they're going to actually get to the planet of the apes or it's really going to become a planet of apes um woody harrelson as a villain of course i'm i'm all in because i i'm a woody harrelson fan so all right um my number uh my pick which will be my third pick in round three um is wonder woman uh, Wonder Woman comes out June 2nd, um, and I'm I'm going off of, uh, one, Wonder Woman has gotten more praise from its uh, pre-screenings than the other two DC films. Um, two, despite the very bad critic ratings um, for both Batman vs. Superman and for um, Suicide Squad, which are still in the 40s um, for the most part, they made $500 million each last Ooh. summer. So I'm playing the odds here that DC is still going to bring the, bu- the bucks, and that I'm hoping that the critics will like this one. So pushing my percentage a little higher. So if it makes five hundred million, maybe I get two hundred fifty points. You know, like in that ballpark. That's what I'm looking for with Wonder Woman. Um, but yeah, I I think it's gotten a lot of praise. And if you remember, coming out of Dawn, uh, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, Gail Godot, who is playing Wonder Woman, um, was the the biggest compliment that that movie got for most parties. <laughs> um, that they liked the movie when she was there. I heard that more than oh. anything else. Um, so with that in mind, and then Chris Pine coming off of, um, the great film last year, um, oh boy, my brain went dead. Whoa. What was the West, the Western he was in last year that, um, with Jeff Bridges and Ben Foster and why can't I think of what this is called? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it Hell or High Water? Yes, it is. Hell or High Water. Okay. Um, his performance in that was great. So he's getting a little bit more critical acclaim. And we also have a female director, uh, for this movie, um, whose name is eluding me at the moment, but, um, she is a, an acclaimed director. It doesn't mean anything, of course, uh, but it's not Zack Snyder. And that matters to me, as I have turned very sour on Zack Snyder um, and want him off of my DC movies. Um, and Robin Wright's in it, too, which I, you know, I big love fan. her. Patty Jenkins is when... the director for Wonder Woman, and she has directed Monster, uh, which Char- Charlize Theron won her Academy Award uh, in 2003. So, oh. Robin Wright. Mm-hmm. Yes, as soon as I saw her in the trailer before Beauty and the Beast, I was in. And um, Ewan Brimner is in this too from Train Spotting. Oh. Train Spotting too. Oh, Spud. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I wonder who he's playing. Um, 
Oh, is he? He's not playing well, um, the villain, is he? Is it says Charlie? I'm not sure. Oh, okay, no. Uh, Ares is. Everyone's expecting Ares to be the villain, um, the Greek god of war. Um, but I don't think they've announced who's playing him, or at least I have not done my research to find out who's playing him. But I'm. That's what everyone's expecting, and from what I've heard, it it's pretty cool when you see him on screen. Like there's there's been a few screenings um, of the film, I think now, but um, po- mainly positive. So I'm I'm just I'm hoping. I got to say, I'm not that intrigued by the trailer, but I'm still going to go see it. Uh, The reason I bring Robin Wright, I'm like, that's their David Dunn tie-in. They're tying it into the Unbreakable Universe. Ooh, do it. Do it. Um, (laughs) Random curveball. Um, Okay, so that is my round three. That's round three for all of us. Uh, So far, Mike has Guardians of the Galaxy, Baywatch, Alien Covenant on his team. Corey has Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dunkirk, and War of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I have Spider-Man Homecoming, Despicable Me 3, and Wonder Woman. And so round four, I get to pick first. And I'm going for the kids, guys. I'm going Cars 3. Hmm. This is the only Pixar summer movie. Um, And Hmm. Pixar has notoriously uh, been spot on with their summer picks. Um, their, Their later picks are often not so great. Like if you... The only Pixar movie I've never seen is The Good Dinosaur from two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, um, which came out, out in November, and that's what I've heard. And this year we have a um, sink, not a Cinco de Mayo, but we have a um, Dios de Muerte film coming out from Pixar that looks really good, but I'm it's excited not for that one. coming out in the summer though. Cars is, and now Cars Two did not do bad in the box office. Cars One did fairly well, and Cars Three, the trailer it looks intense and. I got to say, I think people are kind of hyped about it. Um, nowhere near what there will be next year for Incredibles 2. That will make some bank. But I think Cars 3 might have enough pull. And especially when you look at the other uh, animated films that are scheduled to come out, there's not a lot. It's going to be Despicable Me 3 or Cars that you're taking your young kids to the theater to watch a film. And I think that and Pixar's uh, tie-in, Cars 3, will be successful. Um, that's my hope, at least, because that's why I'm picking it at number at round four, my fourth film. Cars 3. Um, I guess after Cars 2, it's only got, it can only go up, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't even sit through it, but oh my goodness. Just looking at the top-billed cast, though, we have Army Hammer, who I am a fan of, but he's not super pull, but Nathan Fillion is the voice of Sterling, and I'm in. Um, huh. That guy's voice acting is always top-notch, and I like him anyways. Obviously, you have Owen Wilson back as Lightning McQueen. And the thing that I've not seen, and I haven't heard his voice in the trailer, there he is, he is on there. I was hoping Larry the Cable Guy got cut, but he's, he, he's <laughs> oh, way nice down on the list, though, so maybe he's not in the movie as much. Um, but yeah, um, Tony Shalhoub is Luigi still. I mean, you've got you've got a returning the returning people, um, but yeah, Nathan Fillion and Army Hammer are actually build one and two. Um, so maybe they're prominent characters. Jackson Storm is Army Hammer, and Sterling is Nathan Fillion. So maybe they're uh, competitive cars or something. I don't know. Um, it looks the trailer was impressive visually. Like uh, just the look they did for the trailer looked pretty impressive. It a lot of people were thrown that it was an animated film when they first saw it. So um, hopefully it will uh, pull in the numbers. Um, and oh, I got to remember to say this. Uh, I did say Wonder Woman. Right, Wonder Woman comes out on June second. And Cars 3 comes out on June 16th. Um, okay, so next up, um, 
Mike. Uh, nope, not Mike. Sorry, not yet, Mike. You're almost there. Corey, what do you got for your fourth pick of the draft? Gross. All of these choices are gross. Um. Oh, I'm. Oh, I guess I'm gonna go with King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Okay. Now this is a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh. Yep. It comes out on uh, May 13th, so the week after Guardians. I actually could have gone and saw it this past week, but because of the film festival, I couldn't make it to Brandon. Um, but See, that's telling. See, you didn't make time for it. Well, I wanted to, actually. If the festival hadn't been going on, I would have driven to Brandon in a heartbeat. It um, it stars Jude Law um, and as the villain. And then you have, um, oh boy, what's his name? Charlie Hunnam as uh, King Arthur. And it is called The Legend of the Sword. So it's King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Guy Ritchie directed. Um, it looks pretty compelling. It looks like a Guy Ritchie movie, though. It has a lot of the you know, rapid cuts and things like that. Um, you've got uh, Digimon Hounsu. I don't know how to say his name, but he was in Guardians 1. Um, a bunch of people I don't recognize. Katie McGrath looks familiar, but I don't know for sure. Um, Aiden Gillian from uh, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones is in it. Oh. Eric Bana awesome. is in it. Um, uh. Yep, that's hit or miss. Um, David Beckham's in it, and it's all over. Oh. Um, no, no. That's definitely another level. That's that's. I mean, I think Harry Styles will be okay in Dunkirk. Sorry, David Beckham. That's, that's like right. uh, that's like Jason Statham playing uh, I feel like... a medieval hero in in the name of the king, which did really bad. Um, let's. Uh, yeah. What should be noted, Corey, a concern is the King Arthur movies that have come out have not done well. Um, but Guy Ritchie's films have done pretty okay. Like Sherlock Holmes is a moderately rated critic film, a critical claim, and did well at the box office. Uh, Sherlock Holmes 2 did less, uh, both box office and critic acclaim. Um, but Snatch is very popular, but didn't do great in the box office, but it did make Guy Ritchie's... Yeah, it was critically well-received uh, well for the most part, as cool. as well as you can expect an action movie like that. So there's a chance. Um, it is early in the summer, so that could hurt it, um, or it could help it, you know, that it's there's nothing else really to see except for Guardians. That it is following the week after Guardians <laughs> release, so uh, it, it's a. Uh, I'll be watching those trades closely now. I'll say, Corey, uh, it, it was on. It's it, all, it was on my list. That, you declared war, Balake. So that that leads us to your uh, your fourth pick, Mike. What are you going with? Oh wow, I've really had to. Uh, I'm going with one we we're not sure of totally, but I'm a fan. I've had the novel waiting on me to read it, and hope it actually goes uh the dark tower oh dark tower now this is a late release this is one of the latest uh total dark towers august 4th um okay uh dark tower is idris elba yes um it is a based on a stephen king novel such a great choice for this role i think matthew mcconaughey and mcconaughey all right all right all right and directed by nicolaj arcel i don't know that name i don't either but apparently did the uh, original like not the american but the original girl with the dragon tattoo um, oh, okay. Royal Affair. See, see, look at this, look at this um, pedigree it's got. And then um, Catherine Winnick, uh, Jackie Earl H- Haley, who is Rorschach. Um, mm. Some other people look somewhat familiar, but not super familiar. But yeah, um, you know, a lot of questions about this film. So there hasn't been a trailer released yet. Um, I don't know what happens if it doesn't come oh. out. Um, if I, I guess I'll let you pick something else. I guess if that happens. Um, to, to be fair, I guess that I'll have my one alternate. Maybe that's what we need to do. Is uh, just have one alternate, something like that. Um, all right, uh, Mike. That leads to round five, our final round, um, where we're going to pick our fifth movie. Uh, you get to pick first, and this is your last pick, so make it count. All right, this will be tough. Um, I 
want to go in a couple different directions. I'm I'm going to go with Annabelle. Oh, okay. Go on James Wan. The latest yes. film that we I don't think, think is worth doing. He does doing. this one. Uh, you're right. He doesn't do this one. He is um, producing. Didn't do it. Annabelle no. either. Oh. He didn't do Annabelle either. Correct. Uh, well, um, you know, honestly, I haven't watched it, so I'm really going out on a limb. But I haven't picked any. Well, I guess there... Alien would be a kind of horror, but not quite. And there's, yeah, there's not a lot of horror coming out this summer. There are. They're just all really low budget, and they're not considered wide releases yet. <laughs> Um, We're not talking about those movies. Yeah, there's there's several uh, coming oh. out. Um, all right. Uh, I, I but, mean, I, I wish I could speak more to it. I'm just going with maybe it'll do well. And at this point, I'm well, going. It's I'm running out of options, and I'm, uh, I'm yeah. not picking. Yeah. It's a, it's a really short list. Annabelle the Creation is what it's called, or Annabelle Creation. Sorry, there's no the. Um, it is a prequel to the Annabelle film, and. The, I just saw the trailer for the first time the other day, and it was creepy. Um, you know, to me, I thought it, it looks better than the first one. And I didn't see the first one, but I am a fan of the Conjuring films, and so you know, give it a give it a go. Um, but yeah, and this is the uh, fourth film in the Conjuring universe, and there's another one coming out later this year called The Nun, um, which that character was introduced in Conjuring Two, and they're doing a spinoff movie with that. So. Is I think is James Wan doing the nun? He I might thought. be. I don't know for a fact though. Is he doing anything with Saw Legacy? No, it's Corin Hardy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he is. Is that? I I wish that wasn't happening. I I really thought Saw was done. Um, it needs to be. All right, Corey. What is your last <sighs> official pick for your team? I feel like it's the bottom of the barrel. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go with da 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 Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh. All right. Now, this one um, I think is going to flop. <laughs> I, I want it to do well. Uh, Luke Besson's done. I mean, aren't they re-releasing Fifth Element? Are they? This month. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're, they're doing a screening. This 20th screening. anniversary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like this one's this the Fifth Element. <laughs> well, Corey's a Dane DeHaan fan, so I'm not surprised uh, that she's picked this. Um, I know you love Kara Kara Devine. Is that how you say her name? Kara Devine. De Levine. Yeah, De Levine. There it is. I know you're a huge fan of hers. You saw Suicide Squad. As much Um, as as I love Zoe Deschanel. Wow, you hate her that much? I really don't like her. I think that she's just getting all these jobs because um, I think her mom is like a some kind of talent agent for modeling and that's how she became model i don't think she's good and she was one of the worst parts of suicide squad god that movie was horrible i I don't blame her for that though that was just really bad writing i think Um, i don't think she's a good actress either though who's the worst part of suicide squad uh the enchantress oh okay yeah um she was in paper towns and she had a small uh, important character but a small amount of screen time on paper towns and I think that was a good thing. She she does come off as kind of she comes off as a new actress. She doesn't come off as someone who's been doing this for a while. Um, she's also a model. I know she does one of the Maybelline or one of those I don't know makeup stuff. One of those things. Um, maybe it's Revlon. I have no clue. But uh, that you add those two who are not, like Dana Han's good, but he's not a box office pull. Um, you put in a sci-fi fantasy element to it. You're already alienating a lot of the crowd. Um, and if you look at last year's Warcraft, uh, it did pretty bad domestic, but it killed in China. So that, I think, Corey, is the international market is your best friend in this case. Um, I think if this movie is going oh, to get you points. Oh, we're taking that into account, too? Oh, it's worldwide, well, it's worldwide. sir. It's worldwide. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you got to hope for that international pull. Um, 
And I think that there's a chance um, with that movie. Now, it's not a great chance, but if you're, I think if you're going to make points on Valerian, I think it's going to come overseas. Now, I could, of course, be completely wrong, and this movie might be amazing. I and I honestly, I hope it is. Um, but it's definitely it's a risk. Um, but I, I can see why you would pick it. But that leaves me with a conundrum, because I have two <laughs> two movies here that I I don't really have a lot of faith in either one of them. But I think That's I'm gonna, I'm at. I think I'm going to go with the the lesser of two evils for me, and I'm going to pick the Mummy with Tom Cruise. <laughs> yep. See, <laughs> I don't want to tell you the other one, but that's what i was pulling from um With his unnatural screams yeah well have you seen the new trailer no um it I actually has see, i didn't want to see the first trailer well the first trailer is pretty bad but the new trailer actually introduces some plot elements and explains a little bit of like what how he's because i the thing with the mummy in the trailer for the first one especially she seems all powerful and i'm just like why is there a chance that these people can survive what she's doing it seems impossible and the new trailer gave me a little more of like, I, I can't explain exactly why, but I remember watching and thinking, oh, okay, that makes a little more sense then. Um, I think he's he has been brought back because she wants him or something like that. It, it, if I recall the trailer, it, I don't know. I just know when I saw the new trailer, I was like, eh, it doesn't look as bad as I thought. Now, here's the thing. No matter how bad the movie looks, Tom Cruise brings in an average of about $150 million per movie um, just by him being in the movie. Yeah, but at what cost, though? Oh, I'm not saying it's going to be good, mind you. I'm just saying I'm I'm playing this for points. Um, critically acclaimed. If you look at the first two Mummy movies with Brandon Fraser, they're they're acclaimed pretty high. Um, they're in like the 50s to 60s, which for a action comedy, not bad, right? Um, so that's what I'm hoping for that we get a similar type of reaction. Um, I'm not. I don't have high expectations, mind you, but Tom Cruise has been pretty consistent. I mean, he's done some flops. Don't get me wrong. He's done some bad movies, but. Um, the oddest thing to me, do you know what, can you guess what Tom Cruise's highest grossing film is adjusted for inflation? Vanilla Sky? I wish. I love no, that movie. It's no, no. nowhere near. That, that was be... a good one, though. Oh, yeah. it's going to have to be Mission um, Impossible, I think. I would figure one of those or mm-hmm. <gasps> Top Gun. No, and I'm surprised that Top Gun's I not higher up on the list. I think you're going to say. Adjusted for inflation, I figured it would be. Mm-hmm. Interview with Vampire. It's Ooh, not an no, interview with a Vampire either. So. Nope. I don't think so. Uh, I will say that number two. Uh, is Mission Impossible 2. And I think 3 and 4 are Mission Impossible uh, Rogue Squadron and Ghost Protocol, or it might be flipped. Number 1 is War of uh, War of the Worlds. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Which, Which I liked more than I did not like. I haven't seen it still. Uh, I do own it. Um, it's one of many movies that I own and have not watched yet. But um, I was surprised that that was his number 1. So I'm going with The Mummy. I'm leaving Transformers off of my list Um I, I don't know I uh, I don't know if people you. are just done with that franchise and so mm-hmm. being very apprehensive. Tran- Transformers fatigue fatigue is real. Now the last thing we're supposed to do here. Oh wait 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 before you get off the mummy too much because it, oh okay uh, it, it is intriguing because this is supposed to be their reintroduction of the classic Universal monsters. Oh that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And so there is a nod to the vampires right because there isn't there a vampire skull. Oh I, I don't know what other monsters. Oh, you didn't notice that? I didn't trailer? notice that. Um, wow. Okay, so that's right. They are supposed to be introducing all the Universal monsters. So Frankenstein, so Frankenstein's monster, mm-hmm. uh, the creature of the Black Lagoon, um, Invisible Man, and then um, Van- Dracula should all be. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, forgot that they were trying to do that too. Because now we have the Godzilla um, expanded universe, which they have confirmed. This isn't a spoiler, but King Kong, the most recent Kong film, mm-hmm. exists yep. in the same universe, and we're supposed to be building towards a monster movie like that. 
We have the James Wan extended universe of Conjuring, Annabelle, and the Nun. And now we're getting the Universal Monsters, which is interesting. Um, and that could bring people in um, if if the movie's solid and there's if there's any kind of post credit sequence. Um, that could definitely bring people into that movie. Which, real quick, uh, Annabelle comes out on August 11th. Valerian in the City, whatever the freaking long title is called, uh, July 21st. <laughs> and The Mummy comes out on June 9th. Um, now, the idea of the wild card, guys, is to pick a movie that no one else has picked that you think will do uh, the best box office. We're not worried about critic acclaim here. Best box office that nobody has picked. It's um, your turn first, who gets, right? Who gets to go? Oh, I guess technically if we follow Serpentine, I would go first. Um, w- to be honest, I know Transformers is going to make the most money. I, the idea here was to be like smaller movies. Um, so I'm going to stay true to that. You don't have to if you want to pick Transformers because it's probably going to make the most money. Um, but I'm going to pick a movie that I want to do really well. And that's going to be um, Baby Driver. Nice. Um, yeah, that's that's good. That's the one I, I really wanted to pick it. I just felt like his movies have not done great in the box office. Uh, World's End did okay. But the other three have found legs after the box office. And I don't know if, um, I mean, it's a good sign that it got pushed up from August to uh, June. But it still has, it had me too worried to pick it as a uh, one of my main team. But I definitely wanted it as my wild card. So, uh, Corey? I guess I will go with All Eyes on Me. The mm, hypocrisy that one. I, yeah, I, had, I, mean... I had it up high on my list initially um, because of how great Straight Outta Compton was. They are not was... connected gonna say that yeah. um it didn't do quite as it didn't do amazingly uh box office wise um no but it, it came out in august it did solid it, it made over 100 million and it, it had a high critic score i think in the 70s um yeah. on metacritic and so all eyes on me there's definitely potential um i don't think it'll be as big as straight out of compton but no unfortunately um it is Lionsgate though so it does have a decent distributor and uh you know, Tupac is one of the biggest rappers ever. So you're going to have mm-hmm. your loyal fans going to see this movie, I think. Um, and so that alone might get you into the 75, you know, 75 million kind of area. And maybe it hits, maybe it's great. You know, maybe it really does a good job of telling the story. Um, Notorious came out a few years ago, or like six, seven yeah, years ago. Gee. And it did not do that well in the box office, I don't think. But an interesting thing I heard is the guy who's playing B.I.G. in this movie is the same actor from Notorious. So oh, wow. There is like Weird. an extended universe happening here as well. But um, I actually thought this was going to be the Straight Outta Compton follow-up because Tupac was in Straight Outta Compton, so I assumed it would be the same actor, and it's not, um, apparently. So uh, no connection to that that movie. But um, Mike, what do you got for your wild card? Well, I'm going to pick one that's going to beat both of y'all at the box office Uh-oh. since you haven't left me with a whole lot. I'm going uh, with the Emoji movie. Ah, I actually... <laughs> That one is, when I was talking about the uh, animated films that are not looking promising, um, that was one of the ones that I was talking about. However, there's always that chance for the curveball. Um, That's right, and this one is the curveball. And just to, to wrap that up, Baby Driver comes out on June 28th. Um, Emoji Movie comes out on June, uh, July 28th. And All Eyes on Me comes out on June 16th with Cars 3. A um, few movies that we didn't talk about that I think could have done okay. Snatched, um, I think we'll do moderate because it's Amy Schumer. However, she's kind of on a, a hatred right now. People are like really hating on her, so that might hurt her box office. She's and, not funny. And Meg Ryan hasn't done a movie in a, like 15 years, like legitimately. It's been a long time, so this is her return. Um, you mean Goldie Hawn? I did mean Goldie Hawn. What did I say? Look like Meg Ryan. Oh, my bad. You said uh, I meant Goldie Hawn. I apologize. Yeah, my fault. Um, 
looking down, looking down. Uh, Rough Night, Scarlett Johansson. Um, um, oh, I forgot no. all the other names, but it's a female, female. Uh, very bad things where they kill a stripper and have to hide it. And um, Girl Trip, which has a lot of big names: um, Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, two other actresses whose names are not coming to me. But um, similar type of movie, except it doesn't look like they kill anybody. And then uh, Atomic Blonde will not do well financially, but I really want to see uh, Charlize Theron in a John Wick type movie. Um, and that covers the ones that are super wide release. Um, Patty Cakes is coming out, though, in the summer. So is Dean and so is Step. All films that I highly recommend, but I don't know if they're going to be in your local theater. Um, you can follow, again, our uh, our picks. We'll start posting um, the money that Guardians makes this weekend immediately. And as the movies come out, we'll continue checking their box office and making sure their Metacritic scores are there. Um, I think Guardians already has a Metacritic posted, but it's still very early. It doesn't have that many reviews yet. But I think when I saw it the other day, um, it was in the 60s. 66 right now with only 22 oh. critics. So, I mean, it's still pretty early. Um, but uh, it's still 60, 62 it's okay. is It'll good. It'll make up for it on the box office. Yeah, and it, it's it's going to do well in the box office. Um, guaranteed. I, I, would, I would think... By the end of its run, it'll hit the 500 million mark um, for sure. It was my number two pick uh, my on my list. Um, I I think <laughs> Spider Man's going to be the bigger pull because of Robert Downey Jr. I think he's going to bring in the crowds. Um, we haven't had an Iron Man movie in a while, and we all love Iron Man. So, well, it's not an well, Iron Man. I don't movie. know that we need another Iron Man movie. For I don't need it, but I like him in the these movies. So I'm hoping that it'll work out. Um, but as per always, uh, we'd love to hear what, is there another movie we missed that you think is going to do really well in the, in the uh, summer movies? Um, something we left off, uh, tweeted us. I'm at Burke reviews, Corey at Corey, R star two R's on the end and Mikey at server monkey. And you can read all of our reviews and other articles on BurkeReviews.com. Mike should have a misbegotten masterpiece coming in the near future. Yep. And, uh, Mr. Richard Gomez had an article, um, his best Wes Anderson song sequences, uh, posted today, um, and, they and th- go ahead. today or yesterday was his birthday. So happy birthday! That, I don't know if that um, was his reason or not, but it might have been. Um, <laughs> silence. Well, that was weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and um, Corey did a record store day article last week. Um, if you missed the record store day follow up, she talks about um, her kind of experience with it and her thoughts on the um, people who buy records and just to flip them and sell them for more on eBay. And uh, I've got tons of reviews coming up from the the film festival, as well as a overview. In my opinion, I don't think I'm ever doing another movie Q and A. Um, oh, yeah. One, I just don't think they're worth the money um, that it costs because I I don't generally want to hear what other people's questions are, and I I rarely find myself wanting to ask something. Um, so I end up just listening to the interview and then leaving. And then you pointed out to me, Mike, that they live stream the stupid Q and A. Um, yep. So it's like and, well, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus' son too. I was I saw that. The, the Q and A. Yep. Um, not the movie. Did they stream the movie? No, I think oh, okay. it was all after. I was gonna say. Uh, like, what? I got to watch good amount uh, of uh, Leah Thompson. Yeah, and uh, Billy Crudup um, was fantastic. Um, and the Jesus' son is a really awesome movie. Um, but it's trippy. Billy Crudup sat on... like two seats away from me uh, during the movie, which was pretty cool. Yep. All right. Well, um, that's our episode. Uh, again, we'll be kind of updating um, every every so often. We'll be back next week to our normal format um, where we will uh, have a topic ahead of time. We will develop our list, and we will reveal our list to one another um, in that fashion as we usually do. Um, if, you, if you like the podcast, please tell your friends. Share us on Facebook, Twitter, 
um, Instagram, whatever. Help spread the word about Burke Reviews podcast, both the Movie Club and Top Five Movies. Um, guys, thank you. I think we are just in under, un, just over an hour and twelve minutes um, of actual recording time. A little longer for our conversation, um, but thank you guys very much. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we'll Have be back. Have a good week, guys. Peace. Cheers.